Are you a business owner or a creator? Welcome to Create Live, where we explore how to create an impact through content that is truly, authentically, uniquely you. I'm Luria. And I'm David. And we are going to be diving into this topic today because it's something that David and I talk about quite often, but we've never put it into a piece of content exactly. And uh, I really, really, really want to hear from the live audience watching this on Facebook Live um, so that we can have you participate in this conversation. And those of you listening to the podcast audio version... Hey, by the way, we record these on Mondays um, at 10 a.m. Pacific, so we would love to have you join us. Okay, so uh, creator, business owner. I feel like it's interesting because I feel like over the years, um, I've lived two separate lives. <laughs> like, it lived in two different worlds and had two different identities. And I'm coming around um, to the idea that they really aren't all that different in the first place, right? So when I first started back in 2005, uh, I, f- I identified myself as a creator, as a full-on creator. I, I, even though I made money and I worked with sponsors and, and I... I thought about, you know, uh, all the different revenue sources so that I could hire a team and things like that. Even though I, I thought about that stuff, I identified myself as a creator. And then uh, when we started live streaming pros, it was a very different reaction. Um, I thought of myself as a business owner at that point, and content was almost secondary. And I feel like that was almost a mistake of, of really identifying myself as one or the other. But the other side of me thinks maybe it wasn't such a mistake because there are two different kind of ways of looking at this. But where's the line? So that's what we want to hear from you guys is, is where is the line for you? And those of you that are listening to this podcast um, on Anchor or whatever app you listen on, we do record these live on social. So if you want to come over to uh, Facebook or anything like that, search for Live Streaming Froze and you'll find us. Come join the conversation live. Um, I, I've always kind of felt like uh, creators business owners are creators because when I owned my business, that was the main thing I did was create content. You know, I've focused on training, live training and just connecting with content for my, my customers. Yeah. So it just always kind of made sense to me that that's what it, what, what it was about. It was just creating content specific to the people that I wanted to attract. Right. And so that's what I did. And so you've always said there's, there's one, it's one in the same. There's no line. Right. Do you believe that there's absolutely no line? I believe there shouldn't be. There is. Okay. But there shouldn't be. I don't think that there should be a line. I, I don't think that there should be a line bef- be- between a logo and a, and a human being. I think there, <laughs> I think that you need to be transparent, vulnerable. You need to be, you know, human uh, and connect with people and create the content that connects with the people you want to, you want to c- connect with. So, you know, you have this, this left-right paradigm in the political space on commentary and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and those are people that are speaking to a specific audience. And you'll and it doesn't matter what kind of content uh, you create, you're going to connect with your audience. You know, so you just want to kind of make sure that uh, you you and that's the thing. Like by creating the content that you want to create, you'll connect with people that like the content that you want to create, and then sure. that makes it easier. So yeah, I, I think those lines are blurred now, but they shouldn't be. I think there are two very different ways that people approach this, right? Is um, and and I think it all boils down to a matter of priorities. I think the the split and the way that people like the blurred lines, uh, or the yeah, uh, I think it all boils down to a priority. So a business owner coming into content creation because there are lots of and we see this with our students right there are lots of people who have businesses let's say a local business or a an online business but they've never really created content before and so they're just learning that process they come at it with a different set of priorities than a content creator starting on youtube for instance or somebody like rachel farnsworth right who's who creates like cooking videos things like that so there, there's a complete different set of priorities for those people. A business owner focuses on 
first and foremost, how to make money. <laughs> like That is their number one priority. Whereas a creator, they focus first and foremost on sharing content that they love and want to create. And then they tend to figure out how to make money out of that. Uh, they don't necessarily start with money in mind, even though it is in it is in their back of their mind. Like, I want to do this because I want to create content or because I want to make money. But there, it's just, do you know what I mean? It's like two well, sets of priorities there. But Yeah, but I think that everybody, I don't think there's a content creator out there that doesn't get involved in it because they just want to be involved in it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's probably very rare. They, they, they are hoping that their passion can become right. something where oh, they can well, make sure. money. Oh, well, sure. Yes. So, but the thing is, what you have, the mindset has to be that you'd be willing to do it even if you didn't make money. You know what I mean? Because right. your first year, you won't. You know, your first two years, you and I, I would say that that's the same of a creator and a business owner. Like the, the as a business, you know that you're going to be struggling for the first few years because it's a business and you have to invest a lot in order to get. Well, but you're, there again, results. you're separating the two. No, I'm saying I'm I'm saying that's where like even though you have these two to separate priorities, that 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 line shouldn't be as blurred. I'm agreeing with you. Right, but you, but I'm just saying you you're saying like a business owner think, comes in and. You know, they, they, we need to stop calling them business owners. They just need to be content creators. <laughs> well, but take Sarah Jane's earlier. She said that I'm a business owner. I create, but without profitability, you have no business. So the two have to work together, creating builds business. So, you know, she, that's how she sees herself is as a business owner mm -hmm. who creates. But a creator doesn't really necessarily see themselves as a business owner or entrepreneur, I, sh I suppose you could say. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do feel like there is a slight difference there because you are focused on different things. Now, well, I would there's say... there's not because you still are... You yourself are your business. But how you much know? time... Like, it, there's a... There's a... Uh, the balancing act, right? How much time are you putting into content and community building versus building your business or doing things in the business? But you're not going to build your business without that. No, you're not. Exactly. You're not. Go, but, but you can't. But you also, as a content creator, let's say, mm -hmm. you know, they're coming at it from the priority of creating content. They also can't uh, spend time or they can't. Um, they have to have that balance of spending time not creating content and going after sponsorships or, you know, creating courses or whatever, making right, but money. That, but that doesn't happen until you've actually started making money. And you have to start, you have to think of it as a business from the very beginning. Uh, totally agree. Because if you don't, if you don't set it up and think of it as a business, then your, your mindset's not going to be there and you're not going to take it seriously. Like, because the, the thing is like, I can't think of a content creator that's just, I mean, there's people that do family vlogs and stuff like that that are doing it for their family. That's one thing as a hobby. That's completely a, a, a completely separate thing. But if you are getting involved in this with the intention to make money, then you have to start. You have to think of it as a business from the very beginning. And I and I think that you need to think more about content uh, these days. You know, it used to be different. Mm -hmm. It used to be you could just advertise and right. You know, lead people to a, a landing page with a, a video. But those days are you know it's changing. But there's not only one way to make a business out of content either, right? So uh, Amanda Bond, uh, who teaches Facebook ads, uh, she has plenty of, of business owners who create very little content and succeed very, very well, but right? But it's probably pillar content, though. Um, it's probably, yeah, it's yeah, probably it's, very it's optimized, mm -hmm. very, you know, search engine. Yeah, yeah that's... right. That's the, the the mindset that you have to have. It's it's strategic. I don't I don't necessarily so that there's two different kinds of of you know people out there. Like if you're uh, I don't know what kind of business would it it be, it'd be hard to create um, videos and content as a funeral director. Do you know what I mean? Like what? <laughs> well, hey, there's funeral there's live funerals these days. No, I understand that. <laughs> I'm just saying from a content creation standpoint, right? It's one of those things that it would. You're not going to teach how to embalm, or right? It <laughs> would be more. It would be more about the services and stuff and why you're different. But like, right. You're not going to be posting out on social. Hey, look, we just you know embalmed this person today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like no. it's 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 not something that lends itself to a lot of content. So right. that's 
that's what I'm saying. There's a there there are businesses like mm-hmm. that where you have to depend on, you know, the service side of it and promoting that in a search engine kind of way, which is still content uh, that you still want to create so that you're found when people are searching for a funeral home yeah. after somebody passes away. But it's not like people are going to be sharing that on social, you know? No. <laughs> well, I mean. They might, but I don't think it would be allowed. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> Dead bodies? I think that's against iOS on most platforms. Yeah, but it shouldn't be. Well, that doesn't negate the fact that it is. I, right. Well, actually, I don't know that it is. I don't know fact. that it is either. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Craig says you can never take money out of the equation. And uh, Tony says it's all to make money either indirectly or directly. Right. So what do you guys listening and and watching this live stream uh, of the recording of the podcast do you see them as two different things or do you think that they should all be one and the same and you should not have an identity of either or, or what do you think the identity should be? I just put that out to you. Steve says, for me, it's giving back to our customers and hopefully give them content they can learn from and hopefully share with their friends and family who may be at some point in a few, um, need their future services um, or products. So yeah, I mean, and, and, and there are different ways of, of producing content as we've talked about before, right? Um, specifically, uh, understanding your target audience uh, and producing content specifically for them or just following your passions and hopefully you make money out of that. Uh, they're, they're just very different ways to accomplish all of this and you really have to follow what matches you I mean you have to you have to decide all right well this is how I want to go down this path and you don't necessarily know until you try a few different options either as uh I've discovered for sure well and the thing (laughs) is too like it's it's like you you have to look at your your business because if if you're let's just let's use landscaper for instance if you're a landscaper um, and you do that because out of necessity, because it's something that you you're good at, you can do. It might not necessarily be your passion, but you have to create content around mm-hmm. it, right? So it's like there are people out there that are creating content just because they have to create content in order to grow something that they're not really that passionate about. So th- there's there's that side of it too. Yeah. So that's content for you know content sake, business sake, for yeah. business sake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel I feel like um. I feel like I focused too much on, like, when it comes to identities. I feel like when I started live streaming pros, like, I I reverted from what I identified myself as before, and I completely switched gears, and, and I started identifying myself as that business owner, and that changed my priorities, right? In a, in a bad way, actually. Like, not a bad way, because it all worked um, at the end of the day, but... Uh, I, I discovered through that process that I really, truly didn't like having those priorities of just need to make money, need to make money, need to make, right? And so, like, I wasn't as content-focused. Even though we were producing lots of content, I wasn't as content-focused as I was money-focused. But you didn't have to worry about that. The what do you mean? Said. When you were in Geek Beat and all that, you didn't no, have to I'm worry about No, I'm saying when I started live streaming pros. Gotcha. Right. No, you're right. I, I had uh, different things that I focused on, I focused only on content mm-hmm. and, uh, but that's wow. the thing the, and, and, and the money and, just came and the money just came. <laughs> right. right. So, I did, there wasn't a lot to manage from that perspective. Right. Yeah. There was, you just didn't have to manage it. <laughs> oh no. I mean, I was involved in, I was involved in, uh, a lot of it, not with geek brief because we had a partner who did that, but I was involved in a lot of it. I just didn't have to own it. Right. It, it, well, what you, all you had to do was the content that they wanted. You that's the only process you were really part of. You know what I mean? Well, no, I wasn't. I mean, you don't know, you probably don't know. I was involved in all the conversations and all the the discussions and all of the uh building of the expectations, but uh I didn't have to own it, so it wasn't as much pressure. Right. Is the difference? Yeah. Yeah, as when it's when it's just you. Right. There's a lot more pressure to that. There's a ton more pressure. Yeah. 
And, like, and, and I think that, that content creators like tend to start to feel that pressure when they start going down that path of, oh, okay, well, I've created content. People are liking it. Now I have to make money. And oh my God, now, now I have to figure out how to build sponsors and, and how to go after them and how to, how to uh, get people to donate. And I have to figure out how to do this or that. And depends on which path. Uh, that's a discussion I want to figure out or talk about it at some point as well is, is the path of what you're going to take based on what your personality suits best, right? Is because you can you can make money in all kinds of different ways. So what fits you best? But that's another topic for another time. Christopher says, here is a question for you. Luria, do you feel that the change from business owner to creator and then both happen when you went from Cali to Luria? Yes. Well, uh, from creator to business owner. So when I went from Cali, Cali was all creator identity. And then Luria became business owner uh, identity. And so that uh, switch, is because like we were just talking about, it was like a complete change of uh, pressure. It was a lot of pressure at that time uh, to own it, to do it, to make it all happen regardless of anything else surrounding circumstances. You know, so it was just, it was definitely kind of a switch in mentality. Um, and now I feel like I've evened that out a lot more over time <laughs> of like, okay, you know what? This isn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be all about money. <laughs> like money will come if you do the, the content thing. If you focus on, uh, well, I've always focused on community, but uh, you know, if you focus on the right things, the money comes uh, for how we've built our business. Uh, Kathleen says, I don't see it as either or we do both and one serves the other, but there will also be people who don't create with income as a part of their goal or driving force. No one I know, but it's possible. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there are people that yep. do like family vlogs and stuff for just their family and stuff. And, and, and then something happens and it ends up taking off and they didn't get into it thinking that it was going to be any kind of business. So right. you know, that can happen too. Then Sarah's saying, but it's important to make the right content, not just any content. Look at how many people create and end up depressed because nobody is watching. It has to fit the audience needs. But the thing is, you're talking also about people who don't have an audience. So, you know, and, and, I, and I don't necessarily completely agree with that because if you look at like Peter McKinnon, he doesn't, he creates what he wants to create. And, and he's one of the fastest growing YouTubers on the platform, um, get, get going to almost a million subs in a year. Uh, but it he, is the right kind of content for the audience that he wants. He's no, not. No, he's not doing it's not, it with it's the just audience. It's the right in kind mind. of content for the audience he gets, not that he wants. He's not go thinking about it as I'm going to attract this audience. He gets his audience by the content that he wants to create. So there's a difference in that. So you know, when you don't have an audience, you don't have the 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 f any information as to what your audience wants because you don't have one. You know, there's people that make videos for a year and don't get you know, mm -hmm. many views. And, and then all of a sudden you'll start to get more and more and more, you know, and, and you have no idea what your audience wants. So you just have to get out there and you just have to create the content. Now, if you've already got an established audience, that's a, that's kind of a different thing. But like for us, you know, or anybody, if you're creating content, you'll see what your audience likes and what they don't like in your, if you pay any attention to any kind of, of stats or anything, I don't like to pay attention to stats, but if you do, you can see, the trends on what you create that people like and what they don't like. And you can kind of follow that. But when you're just getting started, you have no idea. You just have to make the content that makes you happy. Uh, and if people want to watch, they'll watch. If they don't, they won't. And, and you have to go into it prepared to not get viewers for year two years like it's it is a slow and steady race. Um, you know, you look at the people that you see now that are successful, go back to their YouTube channel and uh, go to their video tab and then sort it in oldest to newest and watch their first videos. And they and the, if they're huge, they might have a lot of views now on that video because people go back and watch their other videos after they get to know that person. But some of them, you look at the views and they were, they were nothing. I mean, go back to MKBHD, those of you that like tech reviews, he's one of the best on the platform. You go back and look at his first videos. He was just reviewing stuff that he had in his house, anything he could get his hands on. He's just a kid. Uh, and and so, you know, looking at that will show you how they started. And, and you can actually also see 
the points where they pivoted. You can see, like, when Peter McKinnon got started, he was doing all magic stuff, magic tricks and stuff like that, and he worked in a camera store and all this, and, and then he pivoted into, you know, making uh, different content that he wanted to create, and then all of a sudden he just exploded. Sarah says, but that's where trends and SEO keyword info helps. And while Peter doesn't follow that, like he doesn't do keyword research, he I doesn't can tell you do a ton anything, of YouTubers but, that don't. Maddie doesn't. Like but, the, the fastest growing on the platform, they don't. But, but they are in tune with the trends. They yes. are focused on creating content. The new camera comes out. Yes. Guess what? There's a new video as soon as it comes out, right? Or but they're not. As soon but they're they not can. doing it by. But they're not doing it out of out of research. They're doing it out of learning, listening to their or to the people that are sending them things. Well, Elgato will be like, "Hey, we got this." I would out. say there's a general concept. While they may not consciously be making decisions, they also know from years of creating content that when they produce. X kind of content, new camera, new lens, whatever, then their views go up, right? Like they, that is a, once you're creating content for quite a while, you know automatically like what kind of content you can create and will hit. So they're not necessarily keyword researching, but they are in the general kind of term. Right, but, the, but they really aren't because the thing that when they get cameras and stuff handed to them, like, like sometimes they don't even know new stuff's coming out, and they'll get it, and they'll test it, and sure. they'll review it. And it's not because do. they pay attention to trends. It's because a company sends them something. You know what I mean? Like, but, it's completely different. Like, like, like you saw Peter basically was like a vampire with a cross when you said. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just, I, I know he didn't, he doesn't do keyword research. He was very clear about that. He didn't even know what it was, but does that doesn't mean that they don't know what works and what doesn't. Work. I'm not saying they don't. I'm not at all saying they don't. They obviously know what works because they've they're growing faster than anyone, so they know what works <laughs> and they're tapping into it. I guarantee you that some of their decisions, like if like yes, sometimes they will. No, what they're paying attention to are their audience triggers. That's what they're paying attention right. to. That's, that's completely what, different. That's, I mean, I'm talking about that. Like that is a trigger. Views are a trigger, right? But, <laughs> like, it, but it has they nothing know their to, formula. They they right, know what works. Right, but it has nothing works. to do with SEO and all that stuff. But what I'm, I'm just, saying, all I'm is, saying is, is it's, it's not they're necessarily they're just creating the content that they want to create. That right. They don't worry about that stuff. And I, I'm just trying to point out. I'm the people, just pointing out that you. I'm just trying to point out to creators <laughs> that don't pay attention to SEO and stuff when you're getting started. Like, don't think about that stuff. Don't let that stuff cloud your your vision. If you have a vision for content that you want to create, create it. Don't think about, you know, all that stuff. Sure, that stuff will come into play if if you want to, you know, get move down the road a little bit, but when you're first getting started and have no audience, don't pay attention to that stuff. And Cassandra, this goes to answer your question. Uh, what David is saying is, you know, just kind of create the content that you want to create. I agree with that to a point. Um, there are two ways to go about creating content. One, like he's saying, with, uh, you know, just doing what you love. Uh, but there's also the other way of creating the right kind of content, as Cassandra asked, which is... Uh, definitely, you know, paying attention to keyword research and understanding what people are actually searching for within the type of content that you want to create. So let's say you want to create content around um, cameras, uh, then, you know, you're a photographer and you want to create photography camera kind of content. Great focus on that. But then the subset of that content creation is actually before you shoot, actually creating content that um, you know is searchable and that people are actually searching for actively on YouTube, for instance. Well, and so you and got, so there are two different kind of ways to go about that content creation. But that's creation. two different creators types. So you've got the you've got the artists like Casey Neistat, Peter McKinnon, uh, Maddie Hapoya, you know, people like that, mm -hmm. right on that side. Then you have the video influencers, the Sean Cannell, the Nick Nimmin, the D Nimmin, the Brian G. Johnson. Those guys create very strategic content. They are all about SEO. That's all they focus on. Right. 100%. Right. If they don't find something that's trending, they don't make the video. They are very focused on that. And they're growing fast as well. But on the creator side, those are the guys that are getting up into the millions you know, of subscribers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Over on this side, on the, the SEO focus side, 
you know, there are some that are up around the 400,000 subscriber, which is nothing to laugh at, but they don't get that viral growth that the artists get. I've never seen it happen to where they get the same amount of virality as these creators. Because, because, well, when you've got these creators over here on this side, almost guarantee versus a. Who knows? Like creating just artistic content. It's not a guarantee is, because is, even if you're focused SEO no, content, no, not a guarantee. Suck. I said almost guarantee. It's not. If your content, it's sucks, more guaranteed. If you don't have a personality, <laughs> if you don't have personality, it doesn't well, matter. You can do all the research in the world. If you don't have a personality that people connect with, you will not grow. You won't grow. Well, you know, you you, you have ha- to connect with some people, yes, but but you also have to. But if just but be if you. your personality is so dry and so stale and you don't connect with people. And you, you will have people you'll connect with, yes. But imagine how slow that growth will be because you're, you're, you're looking for a very small subset of people. Yeah. Right? I'm saying so, you don't necessarily have to have millions and that, that's not oh, the no, point. Oh, you no, don't, you don't have to have millions. I'm, that's not my point. I'm right. not saying that at all. I'm just saying that the people that are, fo- are focused on the SEO mm-hmm. are growing, right. but the people that don't explode if they have the personality. It's it's not it's not just about personality. It's not just about being artistic. It's not just about any one thing. Yes, it is. No, if you look at Peter not. McKinnon, it is about his style and his personality, one hundred percent. It's also about opportunities that existed in his in his creation process. It's also about what, what opportunities. Well, I don't know his story well enough to to, have, to point them he out. Didn't have Every single he just person, videos. you create your opportunities, but you also take advantage of opportunities that exist. What and, were and his that's opportunities? Part of the process of growth. Uh, For I don't every think so. every single successful person will gear, will tell you that their success didn't just become just be because they are awesome. And yes, it it's did not because just they didn't because, get opportunities on, until they finish. got to a certain point. Your opportunities don't come until you reach an audience that people want to connect with. If you don't have an audience, your opportunities do not come. Yes, they do. No. If you have zero audience and you go to, to a You company start with and, small opportunities and, and but collaborations. But you don't get small opportunities then, unless bam, you have an bam, audience. Bam, 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 if bam, I had bam. an audience, if, if they saw my videos were getting three views and I had 10 subs and I went to Elgato and said, hey, I want to review your stuff, they're not going to do it. I'm not saying that there the, there what are different types of opportunities, right? But, but so, what opportunity is going to come with a small channel until you have an audience that people want to tap into? And it, it doesn't have to be huge. You could have a thousand subs and be getting those opportunities. But you make you have your opportunities. To to I'll tell you what kind of opportunity. Like for for me, when I was just first starting out, right? I took. Uh, a situation that was happening and, and and I made an opportunity out of it by connecting with Adam Curry and uh, making that happen, right? How long into your process? Hmm? How long into your... Two weeks. Two weeks into your process. Correct. Of making podcasts. Yes. At that point, that's when I made an opportunity happen. I reached out, right? And so like I wasn't... Now, early days uh, and so there was less competition, but... Uh, you, I How big was your audience you after make... two weeks? Just out of curiosity. 2,000. 2,000 pe- people. Yeah. Again, so early said. days. Right. No, I know. Y- y- but I'm just saying that you have – you can create your opportunities and you can take advantage of opportunities um, throughout your journey, right? And it doesn't matter. You're not looking for necessarily big opportunities, but small collaborations. Right. But I'm saying even at small collaborations, you have to have an established audience. You can't go get these opportunities. We get these pitches all the time. No, I know. We get people, companies coming to us. You have to have some audience typically, but you will, like, it's a snowball effect, right? Right. But to get that audience, you have to, you have to create content that you want to create because it has to be something that you're passionate about. Otherwise, you're not going to want to do it. And the thing is, like Nick and those guys, they're passionate about the things that they're doing. For mm-hmm. sure. They really are. But it doesn't have the same effect as... Dave says, uh, Dave Peterson uh, says, uh, you're defining opportunity too narrowly. When Luria wrote back to me after the first time I wrote to her, that was an opportunity, which has turned into uh, a friendship, a business relationship. He works on this team and, you know, he's a major part of our, our, uh, our company. Um, but then that I guess that's that's what I was trying to get at is like there are all these small opportunities and, and, and things that happen along your journey that if you don't recognize the opportunities, you 
you're not taking advantage of them and you're not making things happen to get you to that next step so that you can take advantage of bigger opportunities. Right. No, I get that. But I'm just saying your, your first opportunities don't start until you have something to give back. If you have nothing to give back, then you're, you know what I mean? It's not like they're just going to take it. I'm I not, mean, I'm, it happens. I'm sure it happens. Yeah. But you're going to have you're going to have more of a chance of landing opportunities if you have an audience. Even if it's a small audience. So Sarah says, there are not that many Peter McKinnons compared to us normal people. So we have to start somewhere. Is and that's actually, about keyword if you research actually and look actually into YouTube, things. there are many, many people like Peter McKinnon. Massive channels like Peter McKinnon. As a business, Bruce says, your content needs to support your brand. So an auto repair biz shouldn't do cooking videos unless they can tie it in, like cooking an egg on an engine. Right. And so, and, and I think that goes back to this whole concept of where we started, which is, are there two different identities or is there, should there only be one? And 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 that's, I would agree, right? So Bruce um, it kind of nailed it on the head right there because if you are a business, you're an auto repair shop, you shouldn't be creating just content for, well, I guess there there is a reason that you should. And that's just to, as a subset um, or as a passion project or a hobby, you could create content that ultimately would get you over, that would get people over to your auto repair shop. But that's a stretch. But that's the difference right? if you're building from a personality uh-huh. or building from a brand. So there is a difference. No, there shouldn't be, though. That's what I'm saying. There shouldn't be. People cr- people try to create all this, this SEO-focused stuff focused on a brand where these guys focus on personality. And personality, personality opens it up for them to do whatever they want. Sure. Their audience loves them. Sure. It's not because they're coming to them for the next camera, which is going to be a limited thing all the time. They're coming and, – and they do like the personalities of the people that are doing the cameras and stuff. But if they were to do a cooking stream, people would be like, what the F is this? <laughs> right? Whereas – Peter does a cooking video, they're going to love it because they love Peter. So the difference is he's separated himself as a personality. People subscribe to him because of his talent, who he is, how he presents information. Whereas over here, they don't. there's a lot of views you're going to get in the SEO side. They don't care about the personality. They just want the information. They just want to know, how do I plug this in? How do I make this work? They don't care who's delivering it as long sure. as it's being delivered in a way that you know mm-hmm. isn't just like, uh, like an hour of like, there are people that I get of into no it. It's like, I'm going yeah. to get the value and the value is the last five minutes of a half hour video. Right. I'll leave. Right. Um, so th- there's two different yeah. kinds of content there. Yeah, there are. Right. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. like I'm just saying there are different kinds of content, different ways to go about this. And since this, you know, since this podcast is, is about, you know, helping you discover what works for you and your unique personality, then I think we have to say that there's no one right answer. Like right. there is no one way to identify yourself because if you are coming at it as an auto repair business and you have no desire to create just random content because it's your hobby, then heck, that's your path is to create content that's really super focused on your audience. And if you are more of a creative type and and we have to keep in mind that David is a creative type here um, and, and you have lots of ideas and lots of things that you want to do, then that mentality fits more with you right like peter peter and you kind of know on the same plane there from <laughs> from the well, perspective of the type of person you are right the creative type so i think you have to decide you have to like look at these different options and these different paths and decide that fits more with my style or my way of uh, going about things it's like you have to decide if you want to sit in a cubicle or not I don't think that's the case at all. Sure. You you put yourself in a box over here with SEO stuff because you box yourself in. Because, like, you got boxed into tech reviews, completely boxed in. And when you tried to move away from it, what happened? Yeah, but I also – The audience completely fell apart. You did carry some over, but the Mm -hmm. audience completely fell apart. I also have no idea – No desire to just go be artistic. Yeah, you did. I have zero idea to be artistic. Yes, you did. Let's do a food channel. Let's do music. I was trying to figure out what, yeah, and that, that's a exactly, part. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. There was a period of you time, for anybody who doesn't box. know this, there was a period of time where I was trying to figure out after tech reviews, what did I want to do? Um, but not, that wouldn't but if have the, been if a the long-term box you create, thing. If the box you create is something you love, like Nick, like those guys, hey, 
stay in your box. Right. Because the minute you build an audience within that box, if your passion changes or something changes, you can't go outside of it. You, you can, you can carry, transition. You, if it's if it's similar. I did not transition right. I could have transitioned better and it would have worked. Uh, well, not if, if you I had went known into food if I'd and known all this other stuff. I'm saying you what boxed, I wanted to do. It, it, you could have you could have slowly pivoted into more tech content. Like we like anything we posted after that that was not tech related just got like hammered. There right. were some people that liked it. There will be, mm-hmm. but over here on this side of it, there's no box. Peter, right. those guys, they have zero boxes. But they can but do tech my reviews. Point is they that can it's do not food. The only way. I'm not arguing it's the only way. I'm saying if you're happy in that box, I, I just don't see it as a box because it is there completely is a, a box. There is a there is opportunity to evolve outside of that. Right, but the but you can evolve, but if you but you have to be willing to to know that you're going to lose a big chunk of the audience you've been building. Mm-hmm. You will lose them. Now it's not like starting over because you'll have an instant audience on your new thing because there will be some people that follow you because they like they just like you. But there are but in this box are the people that are there because they subscribe because you give them good content that they that helps them do what they want to do. Right. Right? That you're helping them. He's there over here, they're helping people, but they're also connecting with people in a different way than this box. So they have the freedom. Peter can do cooking, he could do they can do whatever. It does not matter what they do, it gets views. I don't know. I would say that if 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 these people are over here in a box doing, you know, specific kinds of content, niche content, uh, then uh, I, I would also say that because Peter is known as a certain type of person, he's the photographer, he's the videographer, like that's what his Instagram is all about. That's what his videos are primarily about from what I've seen. And so... There is still a box around that, even though it's a more artistic open box. Uh, but, right, but there think is about still this. like so Lou, he Lou, doesn't. I, I don't see him just going to cooking videos and being able to succeed. Yes, he would. Yes, he does. He's done them. <laughs> He's made coffee on a video that's got millions of views. Oh yeah, coffee is different. No, it's not. It's, yeah, coffee is so, very different than so cooking look videos. At, <laughs> look at Lou from Unbox Therapy. Lou from Unbox Therapy. Look him up. I think he has 14 million subs. Look it up on the, your computer. Who? Lou oh, Unbox Therapy. I think he has 14 million subs. He wanted to do a, a kind of like a podcast like we're doing on a desk. So he started a new channel. And I think that new channel only has about 400,000 subs out of that. Right? So you look at that percentage of the audience that went over to that side. Okay. F- like 400,000 sure. versus 14 million. Yeah. So if you pivot like that, because he's created that unbox therapy box, <laughs> right? And there are people that sub for that specific content. But when he went outside of that box, unboxed himself, he only got, I mean, what's, what is the percentage, 400,000 compared to 14 million? What percentage is that that follows? Oh, I don't do math live. Um, Sarah says, I would love to hear from the YouTube gurus. I'm in a few YouTube coaching programs. They all charge a fortune to teach you that SEO is a critical element to growth. Yes, for sure. So, um, you know, people like Nick Nimmin, right, is is who. Can I just say real quick on on that? Because I I just want to say that they, they do teach that, but they teach you how to grow in a box. Right. That's that that path. That's what I'm trying right. to say is that people like Nick Nimmin, um, who, by the way, is teaching inside of our Create Live community. Um, he's now an official trainer for Create Live. So if you want to get that kind of training on YouTube specifically and that searchability, then you can become a member and get that in addition to his free YouTube videos. Um, but you know, Nick grew within less than two years to 400,000 subscribers on YouTube uh, doing exactly that search, searchable, searchable content. I can't ever say that. Searchable content. And that is, according to David, the box. Right. right? But I, and and but, I don't want people to think that I'm saying the box is well, bad. Well, you started the out, bo- I will say, you, you do think it is bad because you started out by saying, you want to work in a cubicle or not? It is. It is. But there are people that are happy in their cubicle. There are people that are legitimately happy in their cubicle. If you're happy in your box, then your box is absolutely fine. But Uh the thing is, you have to understand if you create a box, if at any point in your career you're not happy in that box anymore, the pivot is going to be much more difficult if you don't do it from this side. That's sure. all I'm saying. Uh, that, that's a fair assessment. Sarah, I would say that the reason that there are so many people teaching that is because on the other side, artistic, just general content, there's no 
there is a formula that they create themselves, but there's no generic formula that you can assign to success. There is. Is there? Consistency. Well, okay, That's the formula. That that you can't charge $2,000 for a course for. Um, I'm sure you could. I'm I'm sure there are people out there that will charge that. I'm just saying, like, there's an actual kind of, like, formula kind of uh, process that you can take and see success with on this this box side versus the artistic side, which is there's a less of a, hey, here's how you create artistic content and still win. It is not. I don't care what you say. Content is not cookie cutter. Content is not something everybody can go take a course and everybody can succeed because no, of course not. you have to have no. at the end of the day you have, you to, have, have to be able to deliver content in a way that people connect with yes and, and yes, that has you, to be tied and, into and your I personality don't care who you are your personality will attract people but like i said if you are a dry boring personality you will get an audience but it will be very slow if you're a very likable you know i'm like i'm i'm not completely likable uh, you know, and I've grown audiences, but it was audiences that were the size that I needed them to be. I didn't need them to be in the millions. You know, when I had had my customers come through and I had about 20, 30,000 customers buy my product, I'd get about a thousand to, you know, 2000 mm-hmm. on my trainings and stuff like that. So that's a small percentage mm-hmm. of people that liked me. Like there were some people that liked the, the product, my box content, right. To teach them, and then there were other people that followed for the news and updates where I just talked about social okay. media in general and stuff like that. Yeah, was much smaller. But all, uh, and like I said, the, the the box is definitely the faster way to grow, and and it is the 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 way that you're not guaranteed. But if you're doing good good content, you've got a good personality, then you are kind of guaranteed that this this box is the best way to grow because you're doing research, you're doing things that people are looking for. Um, and there's a strategy behind it. But like I said, once you build within that box, you are stuck there. I don't think you're stuck no, there. You, I'm, you're not I'm, stuck no, there. you're not stuck. But I, <laughs> I understand that you can pivot. You can leave the box. But the people that are going to follow you over, it's going to like, – like I said, for if let's say Lou at Unbox Therapy mm-hmm. with his $14 million, you can imagine the revenue he's getting in from 14 million subscribers, right? right? It's a huge. Right. So and he's like, I just can't do that anymore. This yeah. Unboxing this stuff is just getting old. I'm 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 40 years old now, and I'm still doing these, and it's I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And he pivots to his other channel where he's only got 400 thousand. Right. That's now why you, you have a pivot plan. He did have a pivot plan, but if you even if you have a plan, it doesn't matter. A small percentage of people might uh, not want that content. Right now, yeah. it might be different if they know. Oh, he's going away. I don't want him to go away. You'd probably have more growth. Right. right? But. If he has a team of 50 people and he goes over and he only gets 400,000 or even a million subs, that's not going to be near the income he has with 14 million. He's going to have to cut corners. He's going to have to cut people. He's going to have to make life altering decisions or make revenue in different ways because like I'm not I'm not opposed to transitions changing the way you make money because you have the ability to make the same amount of revenue, you just have to shift how you're doing that, right? So, but but he all doesn't I'm just make money out of YouTube. The opportunities that he has with 14 million, imagine how much a company pays to get in front of that audience. Sure, sure. And how much they'd pay to get in front of half that, or not even a, not even a third of that. They'd still pay to get mm-hmm. there, but it's not going to be the same. So his opportunities, the 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 percentage of what he's getting opportunity sure. wise goes down. So you, all I'm saying is that's a that's an example of somebody that's huge. Right, right. When you've got an audience that you've worked your ass off in this box to build of a thousand, mm-hmm. a thousand people are in your box with you, and then you right. pivot, and you get ten, yeah, new, and you have to start all over with something that you actually want to do. It's better to start over here, and build that audience because that audience will follow you no matter what box you go into. You know, whether well, you- question. Let's clarify this a little bit because in your brain. In, in the the way this is that you're seeing this, what does this mean? What does the out of the box mean exactly? I don't think you've so, really clarified. Okay, that. so out of the box would be okay. I want to I want to do tech, so I will do things that that you should do within this box if I'm just getting started. So if I do an iPhone review, I'll probably look into like do some research and see mm-hmm. some things that I would probably talk about that I didn't think about, right? Okay, and I would do that. But then I might do something completely different where I don't think about that. So my content would kind of go back and forth. And this one might not get any views, but 
at over time, I would grow the audience for that kind of content too and the audience for the tech stuff. So I wouldn't position myself as just a tech channel by doing other things. Right so, you would, you, so you would do the tech stuff uh, that would get views and you would also do, to use your earlier example, uh, a cooking video. Right. So for instance, on my personal channel. Using tech. On my personal channel, <laughs> I have one video that has 13,000 views that's a review of a laptop. Right. Everything else, 100 views. Right. Something like that. 10, 15 views on yeah. my newer stuff, right? <laughs> so it's like I still can get that SEO value but not completely – put myself in that box by doing that every single time so that my entire audience is from there. Mm -hmm. You know, some of my audience will come from over here so that I'm doing both. Okay. I just, I needed that clarification because the only, per, the only examples you've given of over not in the box is Peter McKinnon and uh, unbox therapy. So no, and Casey Neistat, Maddie Hapoya, oh, okay. um, there's, I could, there's a whole slew of them. Yeah, I just didn't Cody know. Like, Warner. what's the what's the what's the lack of formula there? Like, that's what I was trying to get at, which which you just explained. Okay. And those are the guys. Those are the guys that are you know doing the speaking gigs and everything on how to grow and all that other stuff, getting paid a lot of money, getting big, 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 uh, you know, epidemic mm -hmm. sound paying for them to go to Denmark and all this other or Sweden and all this other stuff because of their. The way that they create content. Sure, the the only the only thing to keep in mind here is whether you choose the box or the non-box, <laughs> whichever way you go, uh, because it is truly up to you, right? Like Sarah says, I think the box allows you to develop your confidence and share your own personality. But oh, sure. either way, either way, you the only way you're going to find success is by tapping into your personality and creating content that isn't according to somebody else's exact formula. I always say, because we teach, right? We have courses that we teach and we teach a formula, but I always, always, always encourage our students to say, all right, this is the formula. I understand it now. Now let's break the mold and find where I can shine, right? I can do something that's unique to me. By and paying attention to the triggers and stuff audience triggers and all that right exactly because there Which is a, there is before, a way to make the box more fun to, right yeah for sure like you have to to tap into your not only your personality in terms of on con on camera content um and the way you describe stuff but also things like for example when i did um uh, when i used to do webinars when i first started um doing webinars I sucked at them they were horribly like they were horrible like the, the lack of results was the lack of results but the results were bad uh they just weren't working and so then I took the formula from Amy Porterfield right and I learned what the formula is and then I said okay but there's something here that I can do better right like there's I I'm gonna follow this formula but then I'm gonna add a piece of magic that I have and into this formula and that's what made it work not just the formula right so we like I always 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 encourage people to take a box <laughs> and and add your magic into that box because it's that like is a house. that is the way that you are going to find success regardless it's um, like you can put pictures of cats on your cubicle you can <laughs> you know you can make it yours for sure right but i just want people like i don't there's nothing absolutely nothing i'm not saying the box is bad and that, that might be coming across that way i'm just saying prepare yourself if you build if you build your box that that is once you're contained in that box and you and you've never kind of stepped outside of it or whatever, then you're kind of there. Which is why we teach about life streams, which allows you to bring in uh, other aspects, right? You can use stories, you can use live video to integrate other aspects of your personality into the content that people expect from you. And it feels it feel it, it gives you a foundation to start building off of right so that is, you're not just which is in exactly a box what we saw when we were recording these live what do you mean what do we, i mean yeah i'm not sure. killing the stats huh killing the stats we're 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 building our box right yeah and we're and which, we're not willing to go outside of that box and for a company called live streaming pros is not necessarily a bad thing wow. however that Whoa. doesn't mean you just contradicted everything that you teach people 
we're building a brand called Live Streaming Pros, so we can't do content outside of that. No. Like, yeah. I, I said it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad no. thing to create content there. That doesn't mean that I won't be creating content that is, you know, outside of just tutorials on live video, right? Like, I have plans for other kinds of content to tap into just to see what works and what doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. So that that exists too. I, I didn't contradict myself in the least. Well, in in a way of saying that that's the brand when the people should be the brand. I'm just saying our channel name right. is live streaming pros. So people expect that, right? Correct. Correct. That's our box. That, that, and I'm fine with that. But I still think that we could do, you know, this live because it is uh, uh, highlighting things you can do live. You know, showing people that you can record your podcast live, which we are doing live, but not on our channel, not on the live streaming pros. Okay, channel. <laughs> well, you're just completely going off like on a tangent here because no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going off on a tangent. So, what do you think? Leave us an anchor audio message. Oh yeah, because we love those. And uh, make sure that you are subscribed. Uh, well, if you're listening to this, I'm gonna guess you're subscribed. But if you're not. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> if you're watching and you're not subscribed, I don't know how you would listen if you're... I guess you could. Yeah, people, you could. Because well, I'll, I'll link directly to it and stuff. Yeah, people that... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, participating in this conversation. If you're joining us live and also uh, with the audio, I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts on this. You know, like, this is all about your uniqueness. And so you must make your decisions based on what you want and what you feel is right. And live viewers, don't go anywhere. We're, we end the podcast and then we, we stop recording and we still talk to you. So we don't kill that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to end so, it. <laughs> so in a box, out of a box, do you want to, do you, do, what do you think? What do you think about boxes? <laughs> um, I think that they definitely work for initial growth, but long-term they can be scary. They can be scary. I just really fear boxes because I feel like there's so many things that try to box us in, right? The, the right. department, the education system, uh, all this stuff tries to put us in boxes, you know. So I guess I'm just a I'm just a person who doesn't like boxes. You hate boxes. I hate being I hate being I, I feel like but I think I think I feel you like can algorithms be, are a box. Yeah, but I think you can be uniquely you and still be in a box. And I think that that can adapt and change over time as we've seen. Um, and is it, is it an easy transition? No, but heck it can be done. Well, no, I, I don't argue that it can, can or can't be done. All I'm saying is you have to be prepared for the, the ramifications oh, sure. of that pivot. Yeah. You have to think about that. And you, and if you're somebody who's not making content yet, you're just getting started. It's good to think of it from the very beginning, how to mm -hmm. build within that box, but not but not lock yourself into it. We are going to be doing an episode on transitions uh, because, of, like I've, I've said in the past, I've done it like well. I've done it horribly. Thank you for the stars. No, mess like uh, brand message transitions. Uh, I think there's a lot to learn there um, and think about when you're starting out for sure. Yeah. All right. Have a excuse me. Wow. Have That's a wonderful day. Don't edit that out, Philip. <laughs> Get that whole edit. thing. <laughs> we'll see you next time yep and that remember, was an awkward we ending we record these live on social so if you want to come listen uh find us <laughs>